This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Very good evening to you guys uh, and gals, wherever you are watching in the world tonight. It's Monday night again. Um, we had Monday night last week um, after the Baggies game. We were playing, um, well, we were playing, wasn't we? Uh, Chelsea yesterday. And we've already, as I've just switched on, there's already well over 100 of you waiting for the show to start. So I'm sorry we're a little bit late. Uh, we are going to be, as always, splitting this into uh, two halves this week. Um, and we all being well, we might have a little special guest as well that will be dropping in um, from an FA event during, uh, the, uh, during the show. So make sure you stay switched on for that as well. Hopefully they'll be able to join us. Of course, we're going to be chewing the fat, delving into what was a sensational victory away at Stamford Bridge, Wolves' first victory over Chelsea at Stamford Bridge since 1979. I think it's also Wolves' first double since the seven, uh, home and away since the 74-75 season. And that, I think we've also beaten Chelsea now three games in a row. And on top of that, I think it's uh, Matthias Kuna gets the first ever Wolves hat-trick by any player away from Molyneux in the Premier League. Tell me if I've got that wrong. But we're going to get kicking. First of all, we've got uh, great fans and pundits coming on throughout the show, but we're kicking off. I know he's not been here for a little while and you've been like, when's Manny coming back on? But he is. He's back. How are you doing, yes, mate? We're back, yes. I'm doing great, mate. It's been... A shame not to be on. I've been really busy, Dave, you know, and I've had some new things and I've been away. And uh, But I have been listening and I've been watching the comments and um, uh, I thank all the people who've been asking me, where are you? You're not on the... So I'm here now. So let's go. <laughs> Get you my... know, Manny, I know you're in Northampton tomorrow because you are live on stage. At, uh, oh, man, don't tell everybody. No, no, I actually, it's not like that. I am in a hotel room. This is not me, live with a bedroom. Who's got Manny with a bedroom? 
<laughs> no, I am in a hotel room because the next two days I'm in uh, in a, a theatre in um, Northampton presenting like railway safety to children, primary school children. So we, we're doing like a theatre event, makes it special for the kids to come out of school and watch it in a in that type of environment. So yeah, we're we're there for the next two days. It should be really good fun. That's fantastic because that's why you're stopping over everything. And we yeah. do appreciate the fact that you have dropped a little bit of a scarf on the bed right there for a little bit of a backdrop for us as well. You know what? I had to get, I thought, how can I make it home? Lisa I just got the scarf out of the car, shoved it. That's like top effort. That's top effort from me, that is. That is, it's it's top thing. And Manny, so the reason you've not been on is because you've been over to India. Yeah. Um, and also last week, um, obviously, you pretty much go home and away with most of the uh, the the games when you can, but obviously your faith takes priority over everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Festival, didn't you last Sunday? Yeah, we have like one really major one end of last. It's always the last weekend of January, a huge one that we plan for the whole year. And then when the, the when the cup match came out and you knew it was going to be on the weekend, I was like, oh, it's oh the buggies. When we knew it was going to be like a stupid midday kickoff and that, so. There was just no way. Not only could I not go there, I couldn't even watch it. You know, I was that busy. So I had to watch it later on. Obviously, I got notifications and it was an easy, comfortable win, let's be honest, even though they huffed and puffed a little bit. So, um, uh, you know, they're not at their rivals as in they're local, but they're not rivals footballing wise. They're bloody streets behind, let's be honest. <laughs> they are absolutely and we will of course be uh talking to manny not only about the game but we will be looking forward um to the madness that will start in about three weeks time when you know as if it weren't bad enough walking i was thinking about you yesterday actually right when we got to chelsea about you walking into uh chelsea and we were there to, yeah. to support you as you come and the emotion after that and like yeah that's it i'm done i'm not doing that again yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, said yeah. You, I said to you then, I said, like, yeah, right, okay, give you like a few weeks. <laughs> and, uh, you decided to walk uphill this time, uh, to yeah. Newcastle. So we'll be coming on to that as well. I know okay. you get involved and how you can people can support and and donate. But also, uh, tonight, joining on the first part of the show, we do have cheerful Chris and you know, he gets the nickname Cheerful Chris because he can be a bit grumpy at times. So we give him Cheerful <laughs> Chris. You've got to be cheerful tonight, haven't you, mate? Um, I'd describe tonight as normal. <laughs> normal. I, wouldn't, normal. I wouldn't say I'm 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 overflowing with joy, but I'm 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 normal tonight, which is which is well, well Dave, it's Operation. Let's cheer Chris up. Operation, everybody, yeah. let's cheer cheer Chris up. We have to try and cheer you up. Now, before we get stuck into everything, of course, I do need to say a big, massive thank you to the wonderful people over at Creation Wolf for powering extra time. They deliver the industry's latest and most advanced digital solutions, and they take your brand and online pre online presence and digital capabilities to the next uh, level. Uh, there's their website there. The link's in the description below. I know there's a few... Um, there's a few of you that have, um, I think there's a couple of companies already that they're, they're helping as well. Now, listen, just before we get into, before we get started into the Chelsea game, we do have our surprise guest. So let's kick your heels Ooh. up um, and wait for this. I'm just going to change the backdrop uh, to a nice little mole in you. 
Um, there we go. In, not, hold on, let me change the, a different backdrop if I can. There we go. We'll go with that uh, because we've got to make room um, for this young man uh, who's uh, absolutely doing a fantastic job with Wolves <laughs> women. Maka, Maka how, how are you doing? doing? Yeah, I'm good myself. <laughs> Mate, absolutely uh, fantastic! Um, thank you ever so much for uh, for joining. You 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 are. Um, you, I mean, you, you've got my t-shirt on there, ain't you, DM? Because my surname's an M as well. It's like you know, I can borrow that off you. You're at an FA event, aren't you? Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm online at the minute. Yeah, so uh, I've I've muted it, turned the camera off, and then obviously <laughs> this this takes priority with these more important. This is like a, more important. Are you able to turn your phone round? Yeah, landscape for us. Uh, there you go. Work. That works. Yeah, yeah that works. that's better. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Now, I've, I, I, here you go. Look, people saying hi, Macca, as well to you already. So there's already uh, Macca. Just to let you know, there's already over 200 people watching live as we talk from around the world. Oh, right. Guys, let us let let Macca know where you are. Uh, here's one. Um, Jerry Gambone's watching uh, from the Philippines. It's 4:26. Uh, in the morning, uh, okay. where he is. Go, go to bed, I've, Jerry. Go to bed. <laughs> I've asked Maka to come on um, I've, I've, because um, it's important here on Always Wolves. We talk about a lot about the men's game, but it's important to talk about Wolves women as well. And we do talk about Wolves women, but they have a, an absolutely uh, massive, massive game uh, next Sunday. Uh, well, this Sunday coming up, which is actually going to be at Telford. And they are going to be playing um, a WSL team in Brighton and Hove Albion. I can't actually believe that we've drawn Brighton at home in the FA Cup for both the women's and the men's in the last 16. And um, I thought it's very important to get Macker on because I want to try and encourage as many people to try and get down next Sunday if they can. Uh, to support the girls, Maka, and um, yeah, and are, you, are they looking forward to that? Yeah, no, it's uh, obviously hugely exciting, mate. Um, obviously, it was uh, West Ham that we hosted last year. We um, played well as well. I think you know, we, for about seventy minutes, sixty-five minutes, it was nil-nil, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a yeah, great crowd. I think it was the third ice crowd on the day as well that day. Yeah, sixty seventh minute it was. I know, it, I can remember it well. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, now we. Girls are really excited, mate. They're looking forward to it. Um, as I said, the fourth round last year with West Ham, and then obviously to go one better this year and get to the fifth round uh, and draw Brighton again is another fantastic memory for them. So we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, it's a, a welcome break from what's been a, a difficult start to the league the, the, since the turn of the year. Um, you know, we 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 obviously had a, a tough result up at Newcastle this weekend. Um, you know, it was a fantastic Newcastle team, I've got to admit, but um, no, we, we turn our attention to this and, and hopefully we can get plenty in there to, to make it a memorable occasion. And listen, it's not, not just about making a, an occasion out of it, we want to give a good account of ourselves, you know, the, the plaudits that the girls rightly got last year off the back of the West Ham result, we're, we're well deserved and they want to do that again, so hopefully we'll see some new faces down there come Sunday. Yeah, what's the, um, what is the record attendance down at uh, Telford? Um, what do you know we roughly what, what it what, what it is? I think it, with regards to, to Wolves women, I think it's the it was the um, seventeen hundred at uh, at the West Ham game. 
Wow. Yeah. So it was a, it was a really good turnout. As I said, it was a, a fantastic occasion, and you know that we can get the same numbers down there again. We 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 uh, we found out that the crowd can very much play a big part in the fixtures, as we did when there was three and a half thousand Geordies singing as the girls walked onto the pitch yesterday. So <laughs> if we can get anywhere near the numbers we did at West Ham, you know, it'll be a, a huge help in, in what will be a difficult fixture anyway. Yeah, that's great. I'm just going to uh, throw the uh, throw a couple of questions open to uh, to Manny and then Chris. If there's anything like you guys just want to ask Macca whilst he's on. I've got a couple of questions for you in a bit, mate. Uh, uh, hopefully we've got you for about 10 minutes before you have to yes. shoot off. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Matt, I just want to, you know what, first of all, I, I've been to quite a few games in the last four years. I actually haven't seen, believe it or not, I've never seen the Wolves women lose when I've been. And I am coming to that game, right? And <laughs> even though it's a one o'clock kickoff, I can't believe that because I, I struggle to make the two o'clock ones, but we have made it special. And I just want to say something because obviously I'm doing this walk to Chelsea. Uh, I was approached Big by Castle. Yes. Oh, yeah, man, I'm all over the place. Walk to Newcastle, right? And um, I was approached by a fan who who said he would give me a sizable donation for the shirt of Tammy George. And um, Dan um, messaged me um, a couple of weeks ago and said, Tammy's shirt that she'll be wearing at the FA Cup final, she's going to donate towards the walk to Newcastle. I, I'm loving that confidence, FA Cup final. Yeah, FA Cup, oh, man. FA Cup, yeah, FA Cup. It Fantastic. is. It's our final, man. The next match is our final. So she's donating that. The bespoke, because it's a bespoke shirt. And um, I'm pleased to say it's raised £600, which oh. for a women's shirt, for a women's shirt, I've, I've trawled the internet, Maka, for a women's shirt, I can't, even the England players' shirts, you know, yeah. the England team, the Lionesses, don't go for that much. So he's no. paying 600 quid for Tammy George's shirt. He's going to be there on the day as well. So I've told Tammy, and we could do a little bit of a, uh, a presentation or something, you know, and just have a bit of a picture because it's amazing that, that he's done that. And it's also testament to, you know, women's football. It's here and it plays a huge part and and, and people are willing to spend that much money on, on memorabilia that the girls wear in that level of football you know and so brilliant brilliant you know and um thank you to tammy obviously and and maka as well for sorting that out that top in she tammy as well so that's fantastic chris have you got a, a question for for maka or something you want to ask yeah first? um i, I have uh to maka I, I sit on the the walls 1877 trust board and we've had a few chats about the walls women's side and particularly some debate in our discord about playing matches at Molyneux and playing matches at Telford. And some fans seem to want them at Molyneux. I live in Telford, so I, I don't want them in Telford. I just think the, the team like the atmosphere better at Telford. They seem to play well under that atmosphere at Telford. What's your thoughts on on where the game should be played? Because there's quite a bit of debate about it. Yeah, I, listen, I think the uh, the girls, who wouldn't love playing at, at, at Molyneux? You know, it's a bit mm -hmm. unbelievable stadium it's one of my favorites you know I, as a, a massive football fan I think it's just got a great feel about the place hasn't it? it's old school um but when you know when we're talking about certainly heading into games of this magnitude we we, we want to try and keep our home comforts because ultimately if we do play at Molyneux I know it sounds silly but it's like an away game for us um you know the, yeah. the size size of the pitch we don't get accustomed to that we don't get accustomed to 
even like it's like a carpet you know we some would say we enjoyed the bobble on telford even though that that pitch is, is is outstanding in its own right um so i think there just has to be a little bit of consistency so as i said there'd be nothing more than you know in a couple of years time hopefully we can progress up the leagues and and we play a certain amount of fixtures at Molineux. I know the girls would welcome it, the fans would welcome it. But I think we've also got to understand that the the transition to to the Bucks Head it, it opened up a new um, fan base for us. So not only did the the AFC fan base follow us, we also opened up a real new network of of fans and and young generation females and, and males who have started to follow us now, and we you know we're regularly getting five six hundred people down there. So on top of of the the the, uh, the home comforts that they'll have this weekend to help them through a difficult difficult fixture, it's also we've got to try and be fair to the fan base who follow us week in week out and moving the big ones as such to Mon. You kind of you know it, a little bit unfair. On, on the, does that make sense? You know, even though yeah, that, yeah. This, this is this is what the topic's been. This is what yeah. why has it gone back to Wolves? They do well at the books. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, so I guess to try and get people from local Wolverhampton in and see and try and get to the game but it, it, you know and you're used to the crown on that pitch now aren't you i guess yeah yeah, it's, yeah absolutely. it's a nightmare yeah, yeah. so um, i explained it's... to dave when he first went about that crown on the on on the sidelines nightmare. yeah now it's great and, and i think to be fair i mean i know there was a few people that talked about when you moved from afc wolf for, for unions but the facilities for the for the for the girls are probably at telford a lot better than afc is and wolf wolfrumians I know it's a bit out of town and stuff like that, but in terms of the facilities on the day and what they can do and what you've got there, the infrastructure, it's a, it's a different level, isn't it, for them? Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right there. I think the, um, you know, ultimately myself and the girls and, and, and the club, we want to play in the championship uh, and we want that transition into the championship when it eventually happens to be quite smooth. And AFC doesn't offer the facilities to get to that level. You know, it's the... It's the it's the small things and the details that sometimes fans don't think about. You've got to have your separate drug doping rooms. Uh, you've got to have certain amount of of, um, of, of like uh, gantry for, for for certain filming and all this kind of stuff. So, listen, we'd love to have remained in the city. Ultimately, we were Wolverhampton women, and we, we wanted to remain in the city. But there's very few and far between grounds that are at the level that, that could see that smooth transition into the championship. Um, so, listen, Telford's fantastic. You know, we're, we're probably blessed with one of the best stadiums in, in the Championship before we even get there, never mind the Super League. I think we, we, we probably touch a couple of the Super League grounds as well, to be fair. But, um, you know, it's fantastic for us to get that opportunity at Tier 3. And the only problem is, is when we do bring the teams from Tier 3 to Telford, it raises their game 20% as well because mm. of the facilities and everything that come with it. So... No, fantastic. I know the girls are happy there and hopefully, as I said, we can we can continue to do well and, and progress up the pyramid. Um, guys in the chat, um, if you've got any questions for Mac or whilst we've got him on, um, just drop it there. I've got, got another one, Dave, if you want me to. Yeah, cheerful. And uh, um, um, we call him cheerful because he's usually very grumpy, Mac. But <laughs> I've got a question for you as well. Uh, and Manny, one more for you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go first. Yeah. So, Mac, obviously, um, I, I work for a defence contractor, so I obviously know you're you 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 work and you're serving air. I think politically, you're an air person now, or is it? But um, how do you balance your obviously military commitments now with 
because I, I know you had a, a period where you were doing something through work and couldn't do, but how does that look in the future and, and how supportive have the RAF been with, with it? Yeah, I, listen, I, I owe the I owe the RAF uh, a lot for the for the platform that they give me to to achieve with Wolves. You know, it's um, it's not been easy at times, and the last six years there has been some real challenges. And the one that you're talking about there was was when I had to watch the, the playoff final from the Falkland Islands. Now that's bad enough as it is, but watching it eight minutes behind normal time made it even worse. Especially you didn't when cuddle the penguin, did you? Didn't cuddle the penguin, yeah, well, did you? Yeah, well, it made it worse that my goalkeeper coach can't keep his mouth shut. So I was getting told everything eight minutes before it happened and then watching it eight minutes later. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it's... Oh, listen, as we progress, we, we you know, things have to change. Um, you know, I don't want to say too much as yet, but over the last sort of 48 hours, I've had some real, real positives uh, with regards to my commitments to, to Wolves and, and the commitments to the REF again. Huge thanks to, to the military for for what for what will come out in the in the coming months, hopefully. Um, and 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 as I said, you know, it's, it's uh, hopefully those commitments can start to pay big dividends with regards to the girls and the impact we're having on them and and the development of the club. Because as I said, there's a huge ambition of mine to to get up the leagues. You know, I want to work in the league personally. But over the last six years, I formed a real attachment with this football club, and I, I don't really want to. Go anywhere else. I want to see Wolves into the into the championship. Yeah. So hopefully we can we can do that. Well, my question is going to be a little bit to do with that. But Manny, I think you've yeah. Got... I just you know obviously this season, back it's it's been. I think we've had quite a tough spell. The girls have. Um, I had to you know stick together a little bit. You had Ellie Wilson, Olivia Ferguson, Will Merrick, lots of players obviously coming in. I remember you know when you first came up through the leagues and you made the jump and. And you got to the top of the league. You did have quite a settled side back then. I think it's sort of, you know, you had a select amount of players and it sort of picked itself. And now you've bought in a lot. So what is this? Is this down to the strength of the opposition? Is it just, um, you know, it takes time for new players to come in and, and bed and, 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 and follow your instructions? I think ultimately, Manny, I think it's a, a massive positive which has turned into a massive negative for Wolves. And the positive is that the women's game has grown so much over the last few years. We're yeah. now seeing Newcastle United run a full-time mm. women's programme where the, 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 the women are full-time athletes alongside 10, 12 staff members. Um, and, and the club have massively financed that. And and the same at Nottingham Forest now. Forest are on a hybrid system, so they have a set amount of full-time players and full-time mm -hmm. staff. Uh, and, and the same as Burnley. So that's the huge positive in the fact that the women's game's grown that much. This is happening in the third tier now. Now, the, the negative to that is Wolves aren't in a position as yet to, to start competing with that kind of level. So, yes. Is there a future for that to happen? Say again, Manny. Is there, is there something there? Is there dialogue going on where you see these teams progressing and you want to get there as well? Yeah. Well, well I've, I've always said, Manny, that um, I'll, I'll always remain at the football club as long as the ambition's there. And I, I've yet to, to see the ambition run out as such. So yeah. I, I'm still hopeful. But ultimately, we can't compete at the minute with, with not just the finances because it's the, player, it's the players that are coming in, you know, 
we, we can't compete. So we've got to try and use all the other resources and the great facilities that Wolves give us to try and stay in touch with those people at the top of the league. And there's no mm. truer word spoken than, as we said yesterday, we got back on the bus quite disappointed. And, you know, the whole squad, Perks is back in work today. I was back in teaching this morning, whereas Newcastle have got a recovery day to look forward to today. So we're, we're up against it, mate. We're, mm. we're up against it. And ultimately, we, we need we need that next level now to, to sort of kick on and, and try and be competitive again. Well, Maka, this is the question that I was going to ask, um, actually, because, like, to me, you know, Wolves have invested in esports, they've invested in fashion and music and stuff like that to grow the brand. We see the WSL brand and the England Lionesses growing the women's game. And to me, investment into the women's team helps grow Wolves' brand. And I worry um, that if, the invest if they don't ma match and keep up with the likes of Newcastle and Burnley and Forest you're at a disadvantage and you're wanting to go up. I remember when Coventry went up a, a couple of years ago to the championship and then they didn't, you know, the girls couldn't go full time. And I know we picked up a few, a few girls and a few women from Coventry, but when you do go up because they've got jobs, they need to be, you know, to keep your squad and keep developing. You, they need to be to me paid properly as a full-time athlete. And, We've had there's been various conversations around this that a lot of the fans do believe Wolves should be investing more into Wolves women in terms of actually paying the players so that you can go up because you've seen Newcastle, like you say, have gone fully professional. You're up against a fully professional Brighton side at the weekend. Nottingham Forest have gone fully professional. Burnley are you know pretty much going that way. It, can you see that Wolves? can go that and is a, and I don't understand why Wolves haven't already gone that way because to me it's, you're only talking about an extra million pounds a year into the women from all the finances that are going that can enable you to do that and that brings in more fans more revenue grows the grows the brand better and Wolves get that sort of exposure in the women's game as well um, because other teams are, are like you say are catching up and Almost, you know, because they're investing, they're going past you, and that's not your fault because you're paying, you're on the, you, you can only deal with what you can deal with in terms of your your budgets. Yeah, I, I think the first thing to say on on that subject is, we are massively thankful for what the club do give us in regards to the facility. So the facilities and the resources and 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 the medical care and everything around the football club that the girls get access to is is. Is unrivaled. It has been for the last two or three years. It is. It's unrivaled, and I think you can train at Compton, can't you? And yeah, you yeah, down there yeah, now as well. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. It, you know, the things that don't happen in the women's game, they do happen at Wolves. Uh, so that that we we do get a, a, a very good package in in a different sense. Um, so I, I think you know we're massively thankful for what the football club have done, and and I don't think it's sort of any anybody's fault. It's just the speed in which the game has grown now. You know, the, the the we've always wanted to create something that was sustainable. You know, I don't want to. I don't want my time to come to the end at, at whatever point that will be. And and because there's so much money involved, everything falls apart. 
So we have always talked about whatever we do create at Wolves, we wanted it to be sustainable. Now, that isn't, unfortunately, throwing loads of money and millions of pounds at something within, you know, 12, 18, 24 months. It's it's about making sure the platform and, and everything that's underneath the foundations are really solid. And that's not just the first team, that's the, the, the youth. You know, we want to produce our own players. We talk about the likes of Sky Owen, KJ, uh, the twins, all those players who have come right the way through Beth Merrick, all those players, Tammy George, who've come right the way through the the pathway. We don't want to lose that. Um, so it's important those foundations are there. And and as I said, all I can say is, as long as I'm still getting the feeling that the ambition is there, then I'm sure year on year we'll keep progressing. And everything always happens for a reason. I'm sure you two will agree. Oh, you three, sorry, will agree with that. And. Hopefully, when the time's right and, and the stars align, then we'll get our moment and our opportunity that the girls have, and I have craved and all the staff and, and we can get to that that elusive championship. Well, absolutely, because, I mean, you would have got there a, a couple of years ago, when, apart from Not that super rules. playoff. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, obviously, you were down to 10. And I, I was at that game at Stockport. To be honest, even though you were down to 10, you were the better team on the day. You were so unlucky. I think had you stayed at 11, you would have actually got the promotion that year. Um, yeah. Maka, we want to just switch back to the game against Brighton. Uh, obviously, they're not having the best of seasons in the WSL. I think that I think they've changed their manager as well, but they're still a fully professional team. They're going to be massive favourites, but getting Wolves fans down there to Telford... Uh, to really support the girls this weekend is going to give them when they walk out such a lift. And, it, you know, and it's the FA Cup, you know, upsets do happen. I think Wolves are currently the lowest ranked side still in the tournament. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we can have our, you know, kind of Maidstone moment, um, you know, and all of that. And, you know, it'd be great if you could get over 2,000 there and break that record. And, you know, are the girls... Do they believe they can do it and get to the quarterfinals? It'd be incredible. Yeah, well, listen, it's. Uh, I don't think there's ever any point in anything in life unless you believe. Is a. Um, okay. It's a, it's a word. It's a word that we often use uh, within the environment. It's got to be belief, otherwise we may as well just not turn up and let them go through. Um, you know, someone said to me the other day, which puts it into context: with you're three games away from Wembley. And when you think of it like that, what an achievement it is already to for where we're yeah. at. Um, but yeah, look, if, if we could get fans down there, you know, it's um, it, it, I, I go to the game a lot myself, as you three know. You see me at the games and stuff, and just hearing, you know, uh, the song to walk out to is is spine jingling at times, and and we get the mm. same down at Telford. You know, mm. you can tell when there's two hundred in there, and you can tell when there's six and seven hundred in there because. It's it's amazing feeling to walk out to it, and, and no doubt it will have a, a massive impact on the girls this weekend, as well as you know surprising Brighton. I know one of the comments from from West Ham when they came last time, last season was, you know, we can't believe how intimidating this place is. There's sixteen hundred Wolves people in there, and and it, it does become a little bit intimidating, especially when they've got to come and perform there the, the, the full time outfit. So. It is a David, David and Goliath, as you said. I think it's important that the people that are coming down understand just how big of a task it is. Um, but I've said this to many fans over the years in different forums. You, you, this city unites in, in, in 
people that work hard for old gold and, and I'm sure you three will back me up in saying that these girls will give everything on Sunday for the badge um, that they'll they'll represent the city in the right way and they'll have a great work ethic and listen sometimes good things happen to good people and who's to say we can't squeeze into that quarter final come uh, Sunday evening Absolutely. And now um, I believe it is, uh, you know, I don't, think you, I don't think you can go there on for this game with just with your Wolves season ticket. Mm. Um, I think I went and think I think it is. But I, th I think you, you, your maximum you're going to pay is a fiver. I think there's a lot, lot cheaper. I think there's even pound tickets and stuff like that for concessions. Um, do they Can they pay on the day or have they got to buy tickets before? Is, how, how does that work? Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think you can pay on the day. You can buy tickets before yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, no. What as I said, hopefully we get a healthy crowd down there. Um, you know, there'll be loads of loads going on, um, shall we say, throughout the day. And um, yeah, it's not very often you get to see a Super League team, you know, performing in in and around Wolverhampton. So uh, you know, their the, the quality. They've got some, you know, Spanish ex Spanish international captain Vicky Lasada playing. So that'll be an interesting matchup against Tammy George, Manny. I'm sure you'll enjoy watching that. Mate, you know what? You know, we've just seen Maidstone and, and like other clubs, you know, small clubs and their home grounds with no no hope, apparently. But, you know, it raises people, doesn't it? It raises people to different levels. It, the adrenaline, the you just perform to a different level. It's just the way humans work, you know. And for all those girls marching out there against Super League opposition at home, and like you said, with a crowd and it's a little bit raucous and bright and adjust. We all know you need a little bit of luck, maybe. You need your keeper to have a blinder. You need things to go and all your chances to be taken. But it it's nil-nil at the moment. And it's 11 against 11. So, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, there's a chance. There's always there's a chance. Plenty, there's been plenty of cup upsets on that ground in, in, in uh, long league football and FA Cup matches in the men's game over the years. So, it's yeah. a good place to uh, cause an upset. Some big yeah. teams lost there. And what time's kickoff next uh, Sunday, Macca? One o'clock, yeah. It's earlier on on Sunday, so it's a one o'clock kickoff. I think it's, it's 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 also live, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, live, so on, it's it's live player live or on, uh, on the FA player as well. Uh, FA player. Don't watch it on FA player. Mm -hmm. We no, want you yeah. actually at Bookset. Yeah. We want yeah. the Wolf Pack down there getting behind the girls. This is a last sixteen match against a women's super league team to get to the quarterfinals of the the women's fa cup it would be a massive achievement and that's going to be massively helped by as many wolves fans of every generation getting down there to watch and i'll tell you what if you've never been to a women's game before get down there because the atmosphere is fantastic i've been I try and go three or four times a year myself with Emma. Um, went to the FA Cup match last year against West Ham. It was absolutely fantastic. Some of the football that is played there is is really, really good. And it's exciting to watch. And I'll tell you what as well, the access that you get to the players as well is, is phenomenal because all the girls at the end of the game, they will come over to the fans. They'll have photographs. They'll sign autographs. They'll sign balls. And last last year as well, I noticed the West Ham girls came over as well, and I'm sure the same will be the same with some of these like internationals, Spanish from the Brighton girls will come over as well. So even after the game, whatever the result, I'm sure that they'll come over, uh, and you'll be able to get like autographs and shirts signed, and you know all of that sort of stuff done as well. That's right, isn't it, Maka? Because they they really do make an effort to show the fans their appreciation. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they've started to, and, and Manny will definitely back me up. They've built their own profile over the last few years, the girls, and it's thoroughly deserved. You know, they're starting to to, to get that profile, they get recognised, they get asked for photographs, they get to sign autographs, and it's nothing short of what they deserve. You know, they've they've represented this football club fantastically well for, well, Perksy's 26 years now, and, and uh, <laughs> some of them for the last 12 months. So, um yeah, they'll, they'll be in and amongst the crowd at the end, no matter what the result. Um, I, I might take a little bit more time to come over, depending on the result, but I'll definitely get over there. As I was well. going to say, Maka, uh, when we win a league game, you're jumping 10 foot in the air when we win a league game. We beat Brighton. <laughs> this guy, just have the camera on this guy. This guy's going to go absolutely <laughs> Well, that's it. I'm going to be able to get... I get a chat with you after the game as well, Maka. Listen, mate, I know that you, 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 yes. you've given us some time to come on tonight to talk about it, but like we really did want to uh, highlight it to as many people as possible and encourage as many people to come down uh, as possible. We'll obviously we'll promote it on our socials as well. Uh, if you go onto the Wolves Women socials, uh, which I think Wolves have shared a link to the ticketing information today as well, get on that. Get down on Sunday, enjoy the day, back the girls, and you never know, you might be able to see an upset uh, and history being made. Yeah, agree. Any final guys. thoughts, Matthew, before you shoot? No, no, just really appreciate appreciate you going out your way to, to promote the girls. And as I said, let, let's, uh, let's hope we can... we can both get through fifth round ties with Brighton. That would be a, a story in itself, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely Maka, good, luck. good luck to all the girls and you and yeah. all your staff and we're, we're all going to be behind you mate we will be yeah, and, and it's really good thanks for being so open with your insight as well with the questions and stuff that's uh that's really invaluable and hopefully that helps educate a few people as well uh who are interested in uh in the development of the women's game and there is no doubt in my mind that you will get to the championship within the next two couple of seasons you, you, you've been so close it's it's gonna happen it's just a matter of when not if mate brilliant fingers crossed all the best mate Appreciate you guys. Thank you, how about that fantastic no, brilliant. well done dave for getting him on because you know what they, they deserve that you know and we do concentrate on the men's game that's just the way it is but brilliant we spent so much time today tonight just talking to him and he's a, just a wonderful guy so well done dave for getting him on no no thanks mate i appreciate that it's you know this is a wolves channel and this is you know we we do obviously focus quite rightly on the men but like the women you know they train hard you know they're part-time they're achieving some fantastic things and they do deserve the support and, and as i say it's great for, for the you know Wolves manager Maka to come and give some time to come and talk to us, and you know and support, um, and like we need to get down there on Sunday and um, and support him and let you know the record seventeen hundred are uh, down at Telford. Let's break that two thousand barrier and, and you know really get behind them and you'll in, you'll enjoy it if you've never been before. You'll uh, you'll massively enjoy it as well. Ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, on to the game itself, Manny. Yesterday, you were there. Yes. <laughs> You're wearing a red top in... Uh, you, you know, know what? They, they were 20 quid yesterday. So we go in and we, we, we bought them because I thought we will probably wear them on one of the days of the walk. So... Uh, we all wore the red tops yesterday, not really knowing that they were going to wear red. And um, uh, and they've got a good record in these red tops, haven't they? <laughs> but they have. I particularly, I had a fan of them, as uh, as cheerful well, Chris will say, but that we have got a, a really, really good record. Mate, mm. we went to Chelsea yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. We ain't won there since 1979. I did feel that we could, even though we lost against United in win, in, in the week, and we started really, really slow. I thought, you know, and you've pointed it out as well on socials and talked about it, this team ain't like last year's team. They do not crumble. Right. They have fight. They have belief. They don't cave, and they fight back. And although it was a sucker punch at the end, I still walked out on Wednesday night. Right? Proud of the, of the <laughs> thing. Yeah, they started slow, and, you know, but they... They, I think they were tr- they were trying to get the win on Wednesday, and they got caught with a fantastic goal from that young eighteen year old. It was a great goal to win it, and it was a sucker punch. But you know what? They took it on the chin. They've turned it around. It's a short, small squad, and they took on the chin, even though they were the better team before Chelsea scored at the weekend. I thought we were on top even before they scored. They fought back, and they literally destroyed Chelsea, Manny. Mate, you know what? In that second half again on Thursday, we also destroyed Manchester United. Really, you know, we did. And um, if you think about it, we, we've scored seven goals against United and Chelsea. Seven goals. We don't. We didn't. We don't score seven goals in six months in our previous regime. Bloody hell, that's unbelievable. That's after beating your local rivals on Sunday. So even though you know it was yeah it was disappointing and it was gutting and there was defensive errors, I'm looking at this team and they're like. They're like the entertainment. You know, Newcastle, remember them? They didn't care if they conceded two or three because they just believed they could score three or four. And this team, you know, went behind against um, uh, Man United, came back, went behind. You remember Spurs at home, came back, fought till the end, went behind against Chelsea, came back. And, you know, it's just unreal. They, They just got so much potency. And from all angles, it's like... It's not even, um, you know, Neto only. It's from every angle. Eight Nuri from um, Neto, from Cunha, from Sarabia. It was like looking like a really good player. And um, that's without our top scorer being there. So yesterday was an epic away day. Um, like you said, totally dominated. When they scored that first goal, it was completely against the run of play. We, we were bossing the game. We were in control. Only to really look like one side we were going to, um, you know, score, and obviously they did score. But straight away, we're back up there. Straight away, Gomez is on there, 
you know, he, um, to be midfield. honest, he did really well to knit the ball. That's what yeah, Gomez brilliant. does. He knit the ball. And then, and then, there's four, the then there's four players, Dave. Four players in a line. It's like the red arrows. The red arrows, it was like. They just went. And like previously, we've been all shouting, at, oh, go on, get in the box, go on, get forward. And it used to be sort of back in the day, it used to be Adama and everybody was like 20 yards back because no one would keep up with him. But the, all these players are fast. Ain't Nuri's really fast. Um, Cunha, his turn of pace is so electric. And um, uh, we know what Neto can do. So, yeah, brilliant performance and quite deservedly had gone up 3-1 and 4-1 and yet a poor goal at the corner but even then we still went forward we didn't sort of sit back we still went forward you know Belgard could have, sh- have scored and Neto absolutely brilliant the straight you know what Neto, Neto. Neto. how strong is he get scared I mean in the start of the second half if you've seen the match vlog you might have seen on the stuff like I watched the match vlog because it's I'm right behind the goal I mean I've got the all the goals, but especially the ones that end. But Neto, absolutely, his, his balance, his strength, his upper body strength, the way he keeps the ball when there was four on him, he's he, you know he, he literally scared him to death. They, they were scared him to death. They, I mean, I'm saying, I'm going to say this guy, Pedro Neto, is world class. He is. He's performing at the world. He is one of the best players in the Premier League, without a shadow of a doubt. He's unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, Matthias Kuna, his emotion that he shares with mm. the fans and his pride. I mean, you know, he's an emotional guy, Kuna is. But he's such a, a really good bloke. And it meant so much scoring that hat-trick to him. And then you see the, the pictures... In the changing room after, okay, we've not won an FA Cup final or you know won the league, but there's a togetherness that we we'd lost for three years. And even though there was so much change and heartache and disruption and dissent and division in the summer, I do feel like everybody is really on board with this Gary O'Neill team. And Chris, I want to ask you, what do you think the difference is? What you know, I mean, in the team, the way we play and. Is, is it just simply down to playing for each other? Is it belief? Is uh, it... No, there's a lot of differences, Dave. The first one, I think the manager has given them belief. So they, they, they believe. They believe now when they're playing, they're going to do the things that we see them doing now that are scaring other teams. They believe they can do it. They play in a way. He's given them a way to play that they believe in. So they're bought into it, the players. I don't think they ever bought into anything Bruno Large did. So that, you know, this is where the... I'd go as far as to say this team, its belief, its playing style um, as a core team is better than Nuno's European team. I think O'Neill has moved this team that far forward. He's He's got a good core of players, a good playing pattern. He can change the way we play about. Um, he makes the odd technical rock up, but, but I think that's because he likes to try different things and he doesn't want to be a one-trick pony and, and we certainly aren't. And and some of these players now are, are really, you know, I think he, I actually think he's designed a team around Kuna. I, I actually think that's what he's done. If you looked yesterday, that guy was pulling into places and spaces. There was nobody around him at Chelsea and it was like, my God, look, he's, look where he's got again and we were getting the ball to him. And he was just, you know, between him and Neto making so much stuff happen, it's it's really good to watch. We don't 
it's good to see we don't panic when we can see the goal. We'll, we'll stick to the plan. We'll, we'll carry on what we're doing. And, and I thought, well, I'm very happy with the goal. We conceded the first one on... Um, I don't know where Totty was. He was... I think we got the ball and we were going forward and he, he just completely lost his bearings and where his bloke, his bloke was. He just... The, the ball was inside him and he, he'd gone past him. He, he was... It was like running through mud trying to catch up. But I, I think I think that he's got that core belief. He's got them a playing style. It's clear from all the press conferences. He sits them down and he gives them clear instructions about each game. And they've got a plan. You know, um, how many times have we come on here and said, well, what, what what exactly are we trying to do? Because we've got no idea what we were playing like under 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 uh, larger, but also a little bit under Lopetegui. Sometimes we like... Well, was the plan just not to let a goal in? And and I think so, I think we've gone from that to a young manager that wants to get on. My 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 real concern with how well it's going now is is slightly differently. It's it's really whether the club matches ambition moving forward. And I, I'm worried that they may not, and he may get head on did. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, Sorry. Go on, Manny. Yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say, you, you asked the question, what's the difference? I will point to one player, Ryan Aitnuri. Last year, if you ever watched him arrive at a game, he had his uh, hoodie on, his like, headphones on, head bowed, never used to look at the fans, hardly had a smile on his face. Suddenly, he wasn't even in the squad. He got bombed out, sort of discarded. Nobody really knew what was happening. I'm pretty sure Lopetegui remains at the club, Aitnuri's on his bike now the guy's got the biggest smile he's you know hugging people he's jumping on people he's in everyone's pictures he's doing his own social media posts he didn't do that last year because he wants to join in with the fun the guy is having fun and that's gary o'neill sarabia huang cunha eight nuri all these players are better than what they were in the last six months uh, of the Lopetegui era, they're better now. And that is what um, uh, Gary O'Neill has done to each individual player that plays on that pitch. He's made them better. Cunha. i got to give, yeah. give an exclusive here, Dave. i got okay. to say it. I actually like Aitnori Nori at the moment. But you've, you know you've, you've hated on him, mate. But you, you know bit. why? Because he hasn't got the defensive responsibilities he used to have under the other managers. And he, mm. he, he's playing to his strengths now. O'Neill has, has seen what his strengths are and he's playing to it. Yes, he comes back and defends, but we've got that extra man at the back which helps him. And 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 that's and for what he's doing now, great. Wouldn't want to see anybody else there. And interestingly as well, the game turned as well against United when Aitnori Norrie come on and uh, Sarabia in the week. I, I actually think he should have probably started in uh, in that game as well. Is uh, you, You're right, actually, with you, some of the points that you make there. I mean, again, if you watch the match vlog that I've done because he, they, they, they come behind the goal and they're hugging. Aitnori Norrie's in that group. He's the first yeah. one. He's the worst yeah. one, reaching out to the fans. Yeah. His first one, high high and yeah, and that's that's unknown. And if you think about it, I think Chris, you, you're quite right. Defensively, we were probably better under Lopetegui. Really solid. We had a lot of one nils, scrapped him out, defended for our lives. But O'Neill's looked at the squad and thought, mm, Cunha, Sarabia, Aitnuri, these are your strengths. Attack. So let's get you attacking. Aitnuri was so far forward. We were almost playing with a four at the back. 
a lot of the time against Chelsea because we could. He was pushing them back so far forward. And that's his strength. You know, he's as difficult. If you've got Neto flying on the other side, then you've got Aitnuri doing the same on the other side. And then you've got this Cunha who goes everywhere and does the same thing. It's like having, um, I think my son said, it's like having three triores with end product. It's a good point, actually. Well, 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 you know, we had eight goals and assists from our forward players in the whole of the premiership season we got 45 between those four players already with 15 games to go they've got 45 um collaboratively that is unreal improvement and that's down to his coaching that's not just players just turning up and thinking oh let's just play today that's gary o'neill meticulously and and we we doubted him. We wondered what he was going to do. Wow, you know. And I agree with with Chris. We had brilliant times under Nuno, but this type of football, this type of going into matches where you think you can score three or four against United, that you can score four against, you know, we've scored four at Brentford. We scored four at Chelsea. This is slowly building. This has been building. You know, it hasn't come straight away. That's him building every single day. We've done that. Without Neto for a huge part of the season, we've done that now without our top scorer for the last how many games? So we're doing it without real key players as well. And now these players are coming back. Neto's flying. Juan comes back. You know, Juan can wait his turn, can't he? He can almost say, right, you've had a really hard Asian Cup. I'm going to let you have a little mini pre-season because these players ain't going to let you in anyway. You know, and we, we, we can do that. Same with Gomez. We could do that. Now we've got Doyle playing so well. We can bring Gomez back. We have actually got options. And, you know, we didn't sign a striker. Everyone was frustrated. You name a striker that we were linked with that's better than Cunha, Neto, Sarabia, Huang. You know, no one. They weren't, none of them are better than what we've got. The, the players we've got, the rest of the Premier League are looking at and thinking, wow, you know, so... Enjoy the moment. We don't know what the future will hold. Obviously, yeah, they're going to be courted, but that's what we want. Obviously, that means you're doing well. <laughs> that's all we can do, and we can, we, we, you know, when the summer comes, we hope that he will get backing. But when you see the way they play, they're not much backing actually needed. As only key components, we don't need six or seven players because these players also, apart from maybe Dawson, are quite young. They've got a lot to learn. They've got to. They can still grow and get better. Cunha's not the full package, and he's just you know yet he's not in terms of his peak. So it's, it's good times. Yeah. I will tell you what, as well, we talked about goals, and we've got about eight minutes left of this side of the chat, so we've uh, got to um, get on to the uh, performance ratings and all of that as well. But like we talked about goals so many times over the last two or three seasons, and like. The last two seasons, we were the low, terrible low in, lowest scorers. In fact, the season before last, we stayed up with the lowest goals scored ever. Mm. Um, incredible. And we had two deflections yesterday. Um, Ait Norrie and Kuna. But if you don't shoot, you don't get those deflections. Right place, if you right don't right. shoot, you don't get them. Ryan Ait Norrie, where did he come from, from the second goal? Because he's, he's supposed to be on the left wing. He came... Through across through the centre to get onto that cross, mm. and then Pedro Neto for the um, for the third goal. How he surges past the defence, cuts it back. Kuna just finishes it, and then Kuna creates the, the the penalty because 
He's he does the same on the other side. Yeah. Running with the ball. And when yeah. you run at teams with the ball and you're doing it from all sides, through the middle, through the side, they panic and they cut, it mm. cause a mistake. And also, we we really, really did press Chelsea and made them make the mistakes. We were on the front foot. And, you know, the only thing that was disappointed and Gary O'Neill will be disappointed with was be scoring, conceding another goal from a set piece because we've been so good at set, defending set pieces and probably the last 10 minutes. Other than that, I think he mentioned it in his thing. He was a bit disappointed with the thing. You're talking about a 4-2 win and the last 10 minutes. He did make a few changes. We went a little bit sloppy and we had a little bit of a period where we were a little bit sloppy five minutes before we scored the uh, the third goal. So it just goes to show there's still a lot to we can we can improve on it. And you're right. In the summer is you know we didn't get the striker in. Gary O'Neill wants a number nine. They will get a number nine, and it needs to be the right the right person in, in the summer. And, and the investment there's going to be in the summer. Pedro Neto is going to be there's probably going to be a bidding war on him, you know. But they've got to hold out for the right amount of money. Or say I'm sorry if you don't pay this money, he's not going. Or anywhere, Kuna has come on. All of these players, but I, I agree with you. I think we're only probably three players really short of a fantastic team. If we obviously the team as it stands, it is a striker. Um, I think central defence. Awesome. Yeah, we need some help as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe another wide forward or something like that. Obviously, mm. knowing Lamina's coming and we'll see what happens with him. We bought some others for the future. We'll see what happens. But let's go first to you, Chris, uh, with your um, Lima Windows Man of the Match and your Fox at Shipley performance rating and your highlight of the day or moment of the day. Um, man of the Match uh, was, for me, Kuna. Um, just going back to what you are saying about number nine, I think if we buy number nine, I don't think we will play the same formation next year because I think we want to play Cunha as a number 10 with him. That's what I think because I I couldn't see a number nine fitting into what they're doing now, really. So I think that you need to, we need to realise that may happen. So we may see some changes. Um, But by the by, uh, he he was, he was uh, man of match. I, I wrote your report for the, um, Always Walls website, and I gave it an eight, which I'll stay by. Uh, I thought there was two, two very sloppy bits of defending that caused us goals, and some little periods where we we kind of lost stuff. I, I would question where ten minutes stoppage time came from because I didn't think there would be ten, um, but I, I I give it a very solid eight, almost a nine. Absolutely, and there's the and, uh, and the, re- the report. Uh, on the website there. We also got like things we've learned as well, um, which which was done there. All of these articles are on are on there to read, um, and and also player ratings as well. All done by yeah, different people that uh, write for the for the website. So go and check all those out as well, guys. Mo- moment of the day, I think um, I, I need to give him a mention. I think was probably. Neto, some of the things he was doing down the wing, he, you know, he, you know, Ben, Ben Chilwell, he's, um, he's a proper class fullback, and he made was made to be looking awful the weekend. He didn't know what to do with him. 
Good point, yeah. Manny. Over to you uh, for the same questions. Yeah, man of the match. I mean, <laughs> when a striker scores a hat trick away from home, yeah. it's the first first win there for um, you know so long. It's he was not only his goals, you know, it was just his enthusiasm, isn't it? It's infectiousness. You know, when we got rid of Neves and Cody and Martinho and Sois and Ruddy, and we thought, oh, where's all our leaders? Where's all our leaders? Gary O'Neill suddenly produced a team of leaders. Lamina, Dawson, Kilman, Cunha, they all lead from different parts of the pitch, don't they? And they lead it with their talent. But then they have this rapport with the fans, all of them. And Cunha leads that. He is the ring leader with that, that bond between the fans and everybody else. It's, it's, he's just such an infectious nature. Just a really quick story, Dave. Remember that um, Foundation Awards we went to? And um, I sort of mentioned that I walked to Chelsea um, over three days and, and Neto, Kilman and Kuna were in the in the room at the time. And I looked at them and I said, and you lost 3-0 because we lost against Chelsea 3-0. They started laughing, Neto and Kilman. And Kuna went, I wasn't there. He went, I wasn't there. Twice he said it to me. So here he is, Chelsea, the first time we went back there and he smashes a hat-trick. So he was definitely there on, you know, Brilliant that was. So, um, uh, you know, what a performance. Um, uh, yeah, those two goals were sloppy. But you know what? Four goals away at Chelsea and beating them for the first time in 1979. That's just unreal. So I'm going to give it a nine because I think it's just sometimes you play in that way where you do leave yourself a little bit exposed, but you believe that you're going to score goals. So that's why I'm going to give it a nine. Um, Moment of the day. Obviously, that was the first game, Dave. Obviously, you mentioned it. Um, that I'd gone over, you know, to that ground since we we, we did the walk. And um, the Chelsea fans, mate, oh, unbelievable. £175 in cash I had in my pockets yesterday. And it was Wolves fans. To be honest, mate, they were good. Also Chelsea fans. You know, they get a bit of a reputation, don't they? And... Let's get. Let's be honest. If we go back to the seventies and eighties, every club had a reputation, including ours. So you know, um, they've sort of had had one ever since. Sort of, you know, the media don't. Like, and I can't speak more highly of Chelsea fans. Whenever I've gone there, they come up to you, they shake your hand, they give donations. They're you know really kind. Even after the game, people are coming up to me, shaking my hand. Yeah, we remember you. Um, where's your link? And, scanning the you know the the qr code and everything so um brilliant and, and we met the steward that steward who led me in <laughs> on the walk he, he turned up there as well so it was nice seeing those faces so um yeah it was a good moment for me yeah and like after the game actually quite a few chelsea fans came and talked to us there's one that was walking down and like he was saying you absolutely smashed us and i did find the gallows humor of some of them coming out singing we're blooming shit or <laughs> 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 those singing coming out you know, but they took it well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they 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 actually said to us, "You absolutely battered us. You were you mm. deserved it. You were you were absolutely fantastic." The thought flattered them. Let's be honest, it flattered them because we made a couple of mistakes. It was our our wrongdoings, not their brilliant play. So, and this yeah. is what I'm saying. There's still yeah. a lot of room to room to improve. We saw it against Definitely. United. Definitely. Too often we've conceded the first goal, and we've got to stop doing that because you've mm. always got a mountain to to to. Uh, to climb, but you know, if you'd have said, if you'd have said, 
at the start of the year with everything that had gone on when Gary O'Neill came in three days before the season, that here we are sitting the first week of February. We're in the top half. We're above Chelsea. We're a point behind Newcastle. We're last 16 of the Cup. <laughs> last 16 of the Cup. Home tight against our bogey side, Brighton. And we're within five points of a European place. That's it's, without, you know, with Neto Huang missing, Neto being injured. And, and seven points deducted by yeah, VAR. all those VAR deductions as I mean, well. Yeah, you, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have believed it. You'd have no. thought it was a fantasist. And like Craig Tuberwolf, Craig, who came on or something about the sixth, seventh or eighth goal, we did a reaction where he said, we're going to finish seventh. We might not finish seventh. We might finish 11th, 12th, whatever. 13th last year. But from where we are, anything above that is progress. But like this is a team that can go all. I believe we can go all the way in the cup. I I don't. I I, I really believe that we can get to a cup final this year. There's no reason why we can't do it. And I think we can we can finish top half without a shadow of a doubt. And why not? Because they they believe it. And I tell you what, they want it and they're hungry for it. They are hungry, and we haven't seen hungry wolves like this. I think you know, it reminds me of that first season with Nuno because there's no expectation. Even this season, we thought, mm, what's going to happen? We can actually leave that now. We can park it to one side and just start turning up and enjoying enjoying our team, playing well, fighting for the shirt, playing for the badge, having that rapport, knowing what they're doing and just enjoy the moments. And then it's almost like, let's see where it gets us. And it got us into Europe, didn't it, with Nuno? And, and that's rather than put the pressure on, oh, if we lose, put the pressure on by saying, oh, we're never going to make Europe now or, oh, we're not that good. We've got so Just enjoy, go to the, the matches, enjoy the games and, and cheer the lads on. And let's see, and, and Dave, you're quite right. You know, beat Spurs, we beat Chelsea, we beat City. So these are the sides we're going to play in the, in the in the cup and you get a decent draw and a little bit of luck. We can, we can go, we can go, I mean... That's a harder match for Brighton than it is for us. Yes, we have to turn up and play well on the day, but we are. We are. Listen, listen, we hadn't beaten the Baggies since '96. We hadn't beaten at Hull Orphans. We hadn't beaten uh, um, Chelsea since '79. We ain't scored this many goals at this part of the season for ages. And Brighton are our bogey side, and we can't beat them. I'll tell you what. We can, and we are going to in the next game because the players believe they can do it, and we'll, we'll, we'll. I really, really think we'll beat Brighton, and then we'll have a quarter final. If we can get it at Molyneux again, we can recreate that atmosphere against United that we had a few years ago. Who knows? We can do it. Finally, Manny, on this side of the chat, we are going to be doing the quiz, by the way, right at the end with everyone. We're not doing it in the first half. We're going to do it at the end. So we're going to do a big quiz, a bit the penalty shootout quiz. Manny, just before we finish this first half. Yeah. Um, can you just give us an update on the the, uh, the mad walk to Newcastle? <laughs> um, you are he's a happy chap because he uh, they haven't moved the fixture, which would have caused issues. Oh man, we have been absolutely. It was all key with this fifth round being the midweek, and it wasn't just our match; it was also Newcastle's match. So as was always going to be the Wednesday, I, I did hear, but it was whether Newcastle, whether the FA wanted to like have a Thursday match at one of the TV channels, but thankfully theirs is Tuesday, which means we'll have an extra day's rest than them before we play them. So the match is March the 2nd, 3 o'clock on the Saturday. Three weeks tomorrow at 5 o'clock in the morning, um, we'll be setting off to walk to Newcastle. It's like, oh man, what, what am I doing? 
what am I doing? But we're doing it. At least and, you got um, Jeevan with you this time. Well, I got Jeevan, and he's really, honestly, really looking forward to it. We are. We know it's going to be hard. But you know what? The fans, especially this last month, have been unbelievable. I think we've had just under four grand in the last about four weeks as we're ramping up, and we've got three weeks to go. People are sharing it. Lots of people are, you know, doing lots of great things. I've had people, you know, put big donations into sponsor like nutrition, hotel costs, um, just random people, people I don't even know. And so brilliant, absolutely superb response from all the Wolves fans. So, you know, my links on all my social medias and I try and share it. And, and people think, oh, he's sharing it. Yeah. We share it because people want to donate, and every time you share it, more donations come on. So we will we'll be able sharing. to put it in the the chat. We can put it on the screen as well. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll just email it to you, or message it to you, Dave, if you want to throw it on. But um, yeah. uh, thank you very much. We've um, uh, we started the season on on this link, hundred and forty two thousand. We're we're just one hundred and fifty six and a half now. So um, we went past two hundred thousand pounds for Dementia UK alone for just that charity alone um just a couple of weeks ago um you know over a quarter of a million for all the all the causes that we've supported over the last few years so is a chance to do something really big newcastle must you know absolute top club their supporter liaison officer matt willis phones me at the blue and said we've been following what you're doing my dad is a Wolves season ticket holder. <laughs> so he knows about it. He was, my dad's told me everything about it. And this is where you'll be finishing. So um, there's another name we've given to the walk from Billy to Bobby, because we're starting at Billy Wright statue and we're finishing at Bobby Robson's statue. And then they, they said they'll take us onto the pitch and everything. So absolutely brilliant. My mom and dad are here. They're going to be here and they're going to go down to Newcastle. So, that's going to be super emotional. Dave remembers the emotion. I need to ask: Are you going to be getting a getting a stretcher to get you up them stairs to watch the match? Well, I have to climb. You have a heart attack getting up there anyway. We have to, yeah. That's part of the challenge, and it, just the adrenaline alone is just going to throw me up. I think the fans will probably just pick me up and take me up anyway if I just struggle. So, yeah, it's going to happen, and you know, it's a cause that, and Dave, you know about, and every single person knows somebody somewhere in their family tree one in two people so soon will have somebody in their family every three minutes a million people and we just got to talk about it more and we've got to do more dementia uk started out with two nurses in 1992 they've got 450 now but we need more and the way we can have more caring for more families is we donate more and you donate huge amounts and that's why we carry on and that's why we do this walk um so please click on the links donate uh, give what you can if you can't just share it you know with anyone's social media when you can't do something personally pass it on because when you pass the parcel somebody will get it and think oh i can do that so just pass it on tag people in tag newcastle in tag you know whatever whatever you want to players in and um see if, if they can respond and do something as well so thank you very much everybody and wow. drop me the link mate and i'll put it on the chat in a second yeah. and guys we will be um forgive me but we will be really promoting this over the next three weeks and hopefully we'll get manny on some somewhere between here and newcastle a couple of times during the walk as well too as an update um you know so uh you know 
if you can drop even a pound, it makes a difference. Um, and it makes a difference to people's lives. And, uh, you know, if he's going to go through absolute hell on earth for five days and probably won't have any feet by the time he gets there and, and stuff like that. I, I, I saw Manny arrive at Chelsea last year and the he was very emotional. It was tough. So this is even harder. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make sure he's coming. We'll, we'll put it on the link. Guys, Chris and Manny, uh, thanks for joining us the first half. Guys, hopefully join us for the uh, the quiz at the end. Uh, so stick around for that because we're going to have a five-way shootout for the uh, this week's quiz, uh, penalty quiz champion. But until then, uh, cheerful and Manny, thanks ever so much for joining us. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Again, this ends the first part of the show and uh, a big, massive thank you to Creation Wolf uh, for powering um, this, uh, this show. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.